The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Hey, look at that, Jaylen Nye. It's uh, 3 o'clock on uh, the last Hi. Thursday of the month. You know what that means. It's time for Fit After 40. That's right. Grant Fedorik from Leading Edge and Physiotherapy. He's, he's here and he's coming up with his own theme music. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Because I'm not going to sing it though. We did have something. We had physical at one, I think, by Olivia Newton-John at one yes, point. Yes. You were suggesting, I'm sorry, what? Everybody Hurts by yeah. R.E.M. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's such a true song. Now, neither of us are familiar with uh, your suggestion, and I know that you're uh, oh, well-known no. for singing you know, uh, down at Leading End. Did you want to give us a few? No, I told you, you've got to, in order to experience it, you have to come through the doors. It's kind of mm. like Las Vegas. If you want to see the show, <laughs> <laughs> get on the table? What? Do, do people Sometime sing along with you? Me. So, yeah, we get clinic <laughs> sing-alongs going. Really? Well, how can you not sing along to Sweet Caroline? Well, didn't we have bum, a bum, story bum, the other right. day? We didn't get to it. it we did. I still have it. Okay, we'll put it in our big blue folder of uh, Friday stories. But it was it was about a sing along that started on like a New York subway New York. or something. Yeah. Oh, that would be right down my alley. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I think I should have. It ended one of with those somebody headsets. getting shot. I'm sure. But it mm-hmm. oh, started hey, really. Hey, hey, yeah. hey. We should have. I should have one of those headsets. Just like I don't know who. Britney Spears walks around. <laughs> that would be fantastic. I don't I, know that honestly, I wouldn't scare Grant, more patients away, though. I assumed you did. <laughs> yeah, no. No, no, no. But, you know, I, I do want to say something. Okay. I drove and I always listened to your guys' your, your, your show. This uh, isn't going to be a criticism, is it? No, not okay. at all. What I, well, a little bit. Okay. Because we started off the entire show with you one, know what so you thanks. Should, <laughs> what, you, what, what I would suggest, though, when somebody's driving and the entire time, all you're hearing is gas, gas, gas the mm, entire time, yeah. it's hard. Like, You're speaking me, the price of and not... Well, let me tell you. Okay. You hear that enough, and it's tough not to have gas. Oh, I, see, I, I, I really didn't... Well, you're not supposed to hold it in. <laughs> yeah. Let it out. We have, a, so, we have a story about that, too, believe it or not. <laughs> I'm sure there is. A, what were we supposed to talk about today? You're the guy. I don't oh. know. Dislocated shoulders and separated right. shoulders. Right. Yes. I, I was Separation for, is hard. So Yes. Separated shoulders are hard, too. But they're better than, in my opinion, better than a dislocated shoulder. Okay. Well, maybe you should define the two for us. I thought they were the same thing. <laughs> That's why I thought we'd talk about it today. All right. And since we're fit after 40, yeah. it can happen to you at any age. But certainly after 40, when it happens, it's a bigger deal. Let's start with separations. I did one of these two. So by did your you? da- I'll figure out which one. You're going to figure it out? Yeah. Well, a separated shoulder is... If you, if you've, how do they happen? Let's talk about a separated shoulder. Subluxed. Yeah, this one there actually can be subluxed, or it can actually be torn. Mm-hmm. The ligaments between what's called the acromion and if the clavicle. Somebody's been using Google. No, someone impressive. has done it many oh, times. It. Yeah. So this is the telltale one where you look in a mirror and it looks like there's a step mm-hmm. on your shoulder, so you okay. can see the you can see your clavicle actually is higher than the bone below it, which is called the acromion. And what happens there is the ligaments between those two joints called the acromioclavicular joint mm-hmm. are stretched, torn, or ruptured. So the really bad ones are graded third degree. There's no longer any ligaments holding on and there's a larger step. So that's the telltale t- sign of that uh, one. Of, of, wait, no, of, of a shoulder. separation. Now, okay, so right. he, and here's a question for you there, Grant, because mm-hmm. um, Whenever I've thought of the separation, when I've done it, it's going, oftentimes it was playing volleyball, go up to spike the ball, the arm, or baseball, and the arm keeps going through. Yep. The bone 
feels like it's pulled All out, right. rubbed against the other side of the bone. Okay. So what you're describing is actually a subluxation though. of the glenohumeral joint, oh, which is a partial dislocation, as mm. a matter of fact. Mm. And so when you've got instability in your shoulder, like what you're describing, your shoulder, which is the ball and socket part now we're talking about, is the, the ball is actually moving forward or lower, it depends on which way yeah. it's subluxing, most commonly forward uh, in that socket. And if it comes all the way out, we've got a dislocation. And in those cases, you know, it's, there isn't, uh, let's put it this way, you're, you're not sticking around to finish the, no. finish the game. It's out there, it's dislocated, and that's a glenohumeral joint dislocation. Which is the one that, uh, you know, your coach pops back in at the bench? Well, let me, I hope none, neither. <laughs> okay. um, but, you know, sometimes if you sublux, and the difference between a subluxation and a dislocation is how far it moves outside of that, that um, socket, essentially. So if it comes all the way out, it's dislocated. If it partially moves, like what you're describing, then it's a subluxation. Relaxation. Okay. So that's basically the difference between the two, but they're two totally different joints. A separation is the AC joint, the acromioclavicular joint, and the other is the glenohumeral joint, huh. or okay. your shoulder, the socket, the ball and socket joint. Yeah. And okay. if that one dislocates, if you have a dislocation, Ugh. that's what you might, that's, you know, that's the, if you've seen it, uh, what's the lethal weapon? Mm -hmm. I think everybody and he pops can, it back yeah, in. And he goes up and he walks up and hammers himself up against a wall or something like that. Don't try that at <laughs> home. Uh, it's not the best way <laughs> to do things. Um, certainly, if it's managed by somebody, a professional, right away, you can get that back mm -hmm. into the position. Sometimes these are things that you do need to go to emerge for, especially with a dislocation. Uh, separations can be managed, you know, by a primary care physician. So obviously this would like not themselves. be, what you're describing right now would not be something that, you know, a service that you would offer at your clinics, right? Because you're about we deal rehabilitation. deal with them later. Yeah. Almost all the time. And, and, and what are the impacts? What? Yeah, exactly. Well, with a dislocation, depending on your age. So the thing about the how we manage them typically now, the younger a person is, the more likely it is that we're going to immobilize them for a longer period of time we really want that shoulder joint to get stiff and then we're going to rehab it to get that range of motion back and strengthen it as we get older let's say 40 since it's <laughs> been after 40 we're actually going to look at dealing with the range of motion a little bit sooner with that dislocation because there's the big risk of a frozen shoulder mm -hmm. and with a frozen shoulder after a dislocation and they can happen after separations as well I hope everybody's got the clear distinction between the two now but if you get a frozen shoulder that's affecting that joint that I was talking about that's the ball and socket joint and essentially what happens is there's a capsule that surrounds that joint and it's partly fibrous partly membranous but the fibrous portion of it essentially becomes like concrete and it doesn't allow your arm to move through its normal range of motion very painful very limiting to the point where you can't get something from your back pocket you couldn't even wash the back of your head you can't get your hand behind your head to scratch your ear when they're that limiting now, so we don't want that to happen the frozen shoulder uh, business mm -hmm. <laughs> can that can, that can come on pretty quickly can't it can yep so there's five different reasons that we kind of uh, summarize that can cause a frozen shoulder. The ones that we're talking about today is trauma. So trauma is the number one, one of the most common causes of a frozen shoulder. Rheumatoid arthritis, so people with RA, they can develop it. Osteoarthritis, so if you have arthritis in your shoulder, you can develop a frozen shoulder. If you have just a tendonitis or a synovitis or some, some inflammation around the shoulder, the capsule can start to do the same thing, kind of um, become scarred up and, and uh, seize, use that term, because it's not allowing that freedom of movement. 
So those are the most common causes of okay. of frozen shoulder. But if you've got one, you'll know you, you got know it because your arm's not moving. And certainly those are ones we want to see patients as soon as possible. There's so much we can do for a frozen shoulder, but we can do something with each one of these kind of uh, areas. Grant Fedork from Leading Edge Physiotherapy joining us in studio. We're talking uh, separated shoulders, dislocated shoulders, frozen shoulders. If you have a shoulder question, you can text us at 630-630. Let's take a quick break here now. We've got a couple of texts yeah. we'll come back to. When, when we, we come, come back, back, let's talk about uh, how you're going to fix it. What's the treatment for it? Sounds good. We're uh, sitting down with Grant Fedoric for another of our monthly segments of uh, Fit After 40. We were talking about shoulder dislocations and separations. A number of our listeners, and I want to make sure we answer their questions because they're the most important people here. We did want to find out, though, the treatment for these. Well, you know, it depends on the on the problem So and, and when they come in, right? We are, I'm always saying it's the right treatment for the right problem at okay. the right time. And with these, it's timing is everything. So in the early initial stages, depending on which one you did, but as an example with a dislocated shoulder the first stage is you immobilize it no matter what age to some extent the real elderly we typically might not immobilize it for very long because of the risk it does increase of developing a frozen shoulder but immobilization and managing the pain in the initial stage is very important then then we go to range of motion and that's really important that we start to regain the range of motion and we've got various ways of doing that safe ways and that's the important thing that we are getting that range of motion especially for a shoulder that's been dislocated as an example that we're getting that range motion back without putting the shoulder at risk because there's a high number of people re-dislocate within mm-hmm. the first several months and people who've got recurrent dislocations or unstable shoulders are totally managed in a different way. We want to make sure that we're protecting that joint. We're really aiming to go to strengthening sooner. And then, of course, strength is just absolutely essential. You've got to build up that dynamic stability of the shoulder because you've stretched what we call the passive stability. And passive is exactly what it is. It's those things in the shoulder that really aren't contracting or anything, just providing the stability like ligaments, the capsule, and so forth. And when those are now stretched and not offering as much support, we need to work on the others, which is the strengthening. So there's very specific ways we strengthen these, get people back to activity, and then reintroduce what it is they want to do. And it depends on what you plan. If it's (laughs) hockey, you know, we got to worry about the hits. If it's volleyball, you got to worry about the position of your arm going up over your head. If anybody wants to picture it, it's kind of reaching back. That Mm -hmm. is a very unstable thing, uh, way to put the shoulder. And unfortunately, shoulders got lots of mobility but it, we sacrifice stability because of that. So that's kind of how we approach them, and every case is different. AC separations, we can start doing things a little bit earlier with those. There is a bit more mobilization and, and working on the on the damaged site of the ligament because we want to make sure that, that scar tissue doesn't um, prevent normal motion of the AC joint. So we are going to do a few things different with an AC separation than we do a dislocation. All right, so the texts are fast and furious, and Whoa. maybe you've answered some of these so let's see Uh, hey guys I had a third degree AC separation about five years ago a doctor said the hospital should have done surgery but they didn't and now it's too late he said I will definitely get arthritis so what can I do to help delay that as much as possible that's from Jordan yeah and the uh, third degree separations aren't the most common thing that you see you often see the most commonly see the second degree the third degree ones and it depends on the amount of separation Uh, I guess the degree is third means it's all torn but you can still have it depends on the amount of gap there they're not 
not often do you see surgery for an AC separation. In fact, I'd say it's far more rare than what people would think. The, the key there, though, is, and the question is, will I get arthritis? Damage to any joint? will essentially at some point lead to a type of arthritis. So, you know, that's 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 a given. Now, what do you do to keep it from getting there? Try to be as strong as possible. Make sure that you get good range of motion and make sure that joint is functioning po- properly. So we can do that. We can sit back and look at a person and we might see that you've got great range of motion, the joint's functioning properly, and all we need to do is get you strengthening it so that you've got the best chance down the road. Or we look at it and we see, no, in fact, that joint doesn't have full range of motion and we need to get that because that's going to give you the best mm-hmm. chance down down the road. How about this? Uh, I have torn muscles and tendons in both shoulders. If I use my arms a lot or move a certain way, the pain gets worse. I'm not a pill popper. I won't <laughs> get uh, cortisone shots. What can be done? And oh, by the way, it's been like that for three years. Right. So that's not uncommon. With these injuries, sometimes uh, the mechanism of injury for dislocating a shoulder or separating a shoulder sometimes causes, and these are things that get missed sometimes, sadly, but those mechanisms like a separation of a shoulder is very common to get in hockey where you get crunched in the boards. You see two guys go, and if you see the guy drop to his knees, grab his elbow and hold his elbow like that. Like, I guess I'm just holding my elbow. I don't know how you can't see it on the radio. Oh, I can see it. But anyways, when you see that, it's most often it's either a broken collarbone or it's a separated shoulder. Now, basically what's going to happen is when you've done that, you're not just damaging the ligaments and the joint. You're also going to have an impact on the shoulder, on the muscles as well. If you tear or rupture the rotator cuff, which is the most, is the important, not most important, there's very, they're all important, but it's one of the key stabilizers of the shoulder. You're not going to have that dynamic stability that we talked about, and it causes a lot of pain. Your shoulder is not going to be sitting in the position that it should be. It's not congruent. Um, They themselves elicit pain. The actual tendons, if they're holding on by a little bit, then they're causing pain themselves. So we typically see those in the clinic. We're trying to give people strategies, telling them what to avoid, Mm -hmm. showing them what exercises they can do to provide strengthening of the tendons that are intact. Um, also, the probably the most important thing is I'd call it core stability, core stability for the shoulder. Basically teaching somebody how to get control of the scapula because that's what the rest of your arm works on or your shoulder blade. We want to get that shoulder blade stable so that the rest of the arm can work properly off of it. And sometimes that will provide pain relief. The other thing is, is sometimes with these tears, it's the ones that haven't been damaged that are giving people the most pain. So sometimes you've torn one of the tendons, let's say we'll use the big one, supraspinatus. It's the most common one that gets damaged in the shoulder, but it's the other rotator cuff muscles that are trying to pick up the slack. And because they're working so hard, they're actually the ones that are eliciting the pain. So we can manage those. They're intact. Let's deal with those and give you some pain relief so that you can get on to doing what you want to do. Sometimes you got to sacrifice some things you want to do. You might not be a professional volleyball player in the future. <laughs> this one sent chills up my spine. Okay, let's. I like uh, those. Here's the question. I got swung yep. by the arms multiple times. <laughs> when I was a kid, causing a problem and pain. My parents said my arm popped out of my socket. And this made my uh, chest... There's so many coming in, it's scooted up there. This made my chest and shoulders... Uh, 
development lopsided. Yeah. When I do push-ups, my shoulder goes snap every time I go up or down. What is it and what is the long-term outcome? Well, snapping in the shoulder can come from so many different areas. It's almost tough, even if we've got you in the clinic, to determine exactly what's snapping. It can be a tendon moving over a different structure. You've got a bursa in there, and that there can be. It might not be providing the proper um, gliding surface between the two bones. There's so many things that you can have. Uh, osteophytes or growth of the bone that's putting pressure in there. So to get to that, the question is whether the snapping is causing pain. And typically, if we're getting a pain and a snap, we want to address it. If you're just getting a snapping sound, but you're able to do everything without pain, typically, uh, I'd just continue as long as you're not having any discomfort. I'd I'd work to strengthen the shoulder around that and mm. provide positions that don't uh, don't create the snapping and we're, we're going to work around it basically. Um, that's, that's, that's the best answer I can give to that question. Uh, I wish I could pronounce this. Perhaps you can. Grant, can you see it from there? Is that uh, sacroiliac? Oh, yeah, the sacroiliac joint. Uh, yeah, ask Grant. Right here. Uh, joint right. in the hip. That's oh, right. Right going. Well, shoulders to hips today. All right. Can be painful for more than two months. Uh, right. My doc says it would settle down after a while, but I'm thinking it's close to two months now, and it still hurts me. Well, my, as everybody on that's heard me say, if it's been hurting more than two <laughs> weeks, and it's not it's not going away. So if it is in the uh, sacroiliac joint, that's the basically right, right the dimples of the your dimple. the dimple of mm. your lower back there if you're getting pain there and it's been two months certainly come and see us let's see what's going on and we can help you out it's if it's there two months it's not going to just go away on its own quickly a swimmer texted in she yeah. has some uh, shoulder issues she's been told she has bursitis she doesn't know what it is okay well the bursa in the shoulder is basically a fluid filled sac that sits right underneath in the space that is below the acromion and it separates the tendons so that they've got a smooth surface and they're not getting um impacted by the bone and basically if that's inflamed we call it a bursitis so we do treat that we want to take the stress off of that structure get that inflammation down so that you can get back to swimming <laughs> swimming by the way very common cause of a lot of shoulder problems not the most common cause of a separation or a dislocation because no. usually there's a trauma involved so bursitis can be quite painful it's that Absolutely. achy yeah yeah Especially don't say the word chronic though in the grant hips. doesn't like that word no we well, like no. to deal with chronic well, is no. what we like to do let's make it not chronic i might have to zip around and see you someday because of my <laughs> separation back in the day and i was telling you off air that everything's cool now i just know when the weather's going to change the, but yeah. the one thing i can't do is uh, throw a ball really hard anymore uh, i can't throw a football or a baseball with the range that i used to it hurts yes well if it hurts and you want to do it then we should do something about it all right but, but there is it, something from an injury 30 years ago you can do something about it yeah you know what there's well, lots of things we the... can do but you know I, I are, you, play in the are you trying out i mean <laughs> no although my yes, opportunity would be tomorrow really strong at quarterback <laughs> yeah um but i hear that hamilton's got a got somebody challenging it's the kind of thing you know what honestly grant and i'm sure you hear this all the time it's the kind of thing that you rarely do so you don't even remember it right yeah like you got to throw a snowball just to for fun and you yep. go oh that's right i yeah. got a shoulder pain that's right? right like it doesn't come up otherwise and you know we're always aiming for what do you want to do what do you want to get out of it and yeah. if it's something that you want to deal with and it's bothering you, then let's deal with it. If it's something that's not going to bother you and you can go on with life and you're enjoying life, well, that's your decision. Grant Fedork from Leading Edge Physiotherapy joining us. It's Fit After 40, our monthly segment. If you want to check out, find out more information, the website leadingedgephysio.com. You can actually email the physio mm -hmm. right through there. So again, leadingedgephysio.com. Looking forward to talking to you next month. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.